0: Hi, and welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast. My name's Chris, and I am joined by JB. How are you, JB? Good morning, everybody.
1: I hope you're all having a wonderful day. Mine is good as always. I'm not going to change my intro at all here. It's just a good day. Kind of settling into life now with the big change, doing this full-time. Still enjoying it. Nothing else has changed there. Um, you know, we've seen the volatility in the charts over the last couple of days, Seen plenty of targets hit, a couple of invalidations, um, you know, coming off of the, the charts that are getting posted. So, yeah, it's really good to see. It's good to learn the bot. I have a slight issue there. Um, you know, when I first started charting and doing my data input, um, basically just to clear anything up, there, that anyone's got a question, whether you know what I'm talking about. When I put the validations on the trades, I was protecting the structure, as opposed to protect, protecting the next move of the trade. So that's now been corrected and we shouldn't have any issues going forward. But other than that everything's good. How are you today Chris?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm feeling very bright, vibrant, uh very red today um yeah look uh, there, there is a reason behind it. i'm not going to get into the ins and outs and the you know the psychology and the the technical aspect of why i'm wearing a bright red jumper today um i'll let you kind of try to work out what the reason is and you can uh perhaps uh, let us know in the comments of the the video and if you're right i'll let you know um but yeah um i'm good lots going on uh, i've been working on the development of our central uh in-game assets also, um, we, we've got the, the new NFT around the Cardano Lama stuff, uh, which is going to be a really cool, unique NFT drop, um, which we're going to, we're, we're, we're trying our hardest to to do it for free. So it doesn't cost any of the community any money. And it's really focused on, on learning about finance and cryptocurrency. Um, so, yeah, look, just a bit of fun. But we had some really interesting conversations with potential future partners for that particular project Mm -hmm. that are just going to wow. It's just going to wow people. Um, It wowed me when we were talking about some of the stuff. Um, Obviously, we're a long way off, uh, like negotiations and and stuff like that to see whether it's something that is, um, you know, going to be moved forward. But, you know, we set this up as a a bit of fun, you know, with the potential for the community to, to make some money. Uh, and it is just potential pure speculation um but yeah actually sitting down and chatting with 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 people and other companies they're like oh we really like this and uh you know maybe we could do this and maybe we could do that and uh you know so yeah we're, we'll take those uh, conversations forward and and see where we land with it but like it takes a lot for me to get really excited and uh, some of the stuff we were talking about was just immense yeah definitely I think it's going to be very interesting when everything comes out about the
1: Cardano Llama. I think it's going to be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, there's so much more to 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 come from it. Um, you know, because nobody really has the full details and spec of what it is that we're looking to do and how we're going to airdrop it. Currently, we're at um, five ADA uh, a um, but we want to get that down to zero. So we've got some you know further conversations to have with you know uh, our tech partners and and stuff to to see if we can get that right down um but yeah that's kind of where we're where we're heading um we've also got the hypercycle node sale going on in the discord for um our cheeky cornucopious nft racer suit holders and uh, they can partake in that and then we've got the uh second uh i say the second sale the the next um really cool uh sale to to come on rejuve uh, which is another AI project. And um, it's really interesting and one that Nick and myself have been looking at for months. So we'll probably do some sort of like member video on that one, you know, to, to give people a bit more uh, information and, and detail about this project. But um, you're going to want to try to get in the Discord and understand how you can participate in that seed round because it is a, a top tier future project.
1: Yep, definitely, guys. I'd, so recommend going and trying getting yourself a Cheekyverse nft there's diamond passes now again just to clarify a little bit on the diamond pass i've seen a little bit of chat about that the diamond pass is there for those who want it you know it's not like the cheeky team are doing a money grab here it's the purpose behind the, the diamond diamond pass nft is purely for those who really want to maybe accumulate that portion of tokens that it's kind of maybe above the threshold for others so it's the sole purpose behind that. It's not getting forced down anyone's throat. It's just nearly there for the utility of those who want that kind of utility. So, yeah, got that. We've got the Cheekyverse NFT, the race suit. You know, there's plenty of options to get yourself in here. So go and pick yourself one up on the JPEG store. Um, yeah, come down yeah. and have a little chat about it all.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, like, the the message that I'd like people to hear is, that there's an option for each individual. Like, um, you know, you've got your, you know, big investor that wants to invest. You know, doesn't, you know, want to be in a scenario where it's first come first serve, and they want a, a bigger allocation for for the sales. You know, that's the diamond NFT uh, that that's well suited for those individuals. Then you've got others that are kind of between the 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 small time investor. And like the, the the very serious, you know, uh, more whale, uh, style of uh, investor. That you know only really wants to invest you know uh, a medium amount into to to private sales and seed rounds. Then you've got you know your your um, smaller you know time investor that's maybe just starting out or you know it's their first bull run and uh, they want to dip their toe in. You know you've got an opportunity to get you know up to four hundred dollars worth of uh, seed round or private sale. So you know th- there's kind of one that suits different styles and different types of investor. Um, you know, so don't be disheartened if you know think something's too expensive. You know, I, I see people, you know, trying to say, like, you know, it's too expensive. I want a diamond pass, but I can't afford it. But you'd you'd just be getting it just for the uh, you know, the the guaranteed allocation and you're not going to be really using it to its full potential. You know, if you can't afford the diamond pass, you're probably not gonna be spending five thousand dollars on on seed rounds and private sales each each time round, right? So you know, it's it's um it's a tiered system which the community asked for.
1: Yep. So we'll move on a little bit here. I think we'll kind of get the ball rolling and we'll jump over to Coin Market Cap. And what are we sitting looking at here? The crypto market cap, 1.07 trillion down 1.81% over the last day. Bitcoin right now is sitting at 23,381. And this week it's up 2.07%. That means absolutely nothing because. You know, if you guys have been looking at the charts, it has been seriously volatile. One thing I want to kind of point out here that <laughs> made me laugh when I came on and had a look—was recently added tokens. Now I know you <laughs> and Nick had a little bit of the call fame with Bonk, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call one out here that's caught my eye.
0: Oh, that? Oh, Jizz
1: rocket! It's up one hundred percent so far today. Just the name alone, I know nothing about the project. that only got launched on the second.
0: Yeah. Do you want some jizz, Chris? Uh, I'm okay, thanks. You keep <laughs> your you, you, you jizz or whatever you just said.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know, Again, this I know nothing about this project. that just caught mine. I found it very funny. But it has done 100% gains today. Again, it's only a day old. So, yeah,
0: yeah. that may yeah. be the next one to go. It's probably going to go on to do remarkably well. Yeah. Well, i don't I'll leave know. it
1: there because I could, I could spiral here. So we'll move on, we'll move on. The Fear and Greed Index today, guys, sitting at 60, we're still sitting in the greed, and as the saying goes, when folk are greedy, be fearful, I'm not convinced at all, I'm still heavily on this side of the fence that the bull run has not started, and, you know, we are expected to go back down, and the more and more I sit and look at the charts, the more and more confident I am, we're seeing a couple of projects, not many, that that are... on an impulsive move down there's others on a a wxyxz down some that are just on a standard abc down so you know not every project is doing the same thing excuse me it's just you know be careful with them but yeah there's nothing nothing has convinced me yet we're on a bull run i don't know what your feelings are right now chris
0: pretty much the same I, I kind of feel like you know we we've got more downside to to say not necessarily lower lows uh i said like back in um when was the the actual low uh the most recent low, i can't even remember um around sort of november december wasn't it um but yeah look back then i was saying on, on the twitch streams that you know, kind of wanted to move away from this uh, narrative of like lower lows and getting drawn into those those conversations. But, you know, I do expect lower prices, whether that transpires to to be a new lower low is uh, yet to be seen. Um, but one thing that I, I do kind of feel uh, is that we have to come down, we have to have that confirmation before we start to get really bullish. Because, you know, let's just talk about risk management a little bit here. You know, the the current risk, is the, you know, the the price comes down and it goes lower, right? And um, all these people that are really bullish buying now uh, are going to end up paying a, a premium for, for, for the coins. Now, if we come down and it doesn't go to a new lower low and we get that confirmation that we're looking for, that's the time to buy. There'd be a little bit of accumulation opportunity and bam, we're off to the the races and at that point nick and myself will be more than comfortable to say you know what there's a there's a trend uh change here and uh now we've you know mitigated that risk right we haven't got the bottom which is not the goal here um but we have you know bought the confirmation and from there we should go on to to see the, the the bull run start and um you know congrats if uh people saw this and um you know I, I know there's a few people that flipped from bearish to bullish I think that was done too early um but you know if they uh got it right bang on I'm gonna shout those individuals out and um you know there's a, a, a it's, it's a minority but um there's a lot of people that are just constantly bullish there were bottom was in in June um you know and uh, they got a lot of people wrecked right? um so yeah i think safety first uh, preserve capital wait for that confirmation uh, and buy not the low but you know buy good prices yeah just to carry on from that the way i feel about the whole market just now is they're getting people
1: in a position where they want them to be comfortable but they're maybe a bit more happy with the way that it's gone and then that rug will get pulled so just to go back to what chris said there about the most recent low Now, we hit $14,550. No, that's a lie. $15,476. And we have now moved up to the high there um, of $24,253. Now, all that has really done, and I say this lightly, all that has done is a 56.72% gain. It's not enough for me, straight off the back here, it's not enough for me to say, look, this is exactly what's happening. The market has turned, you know, the Rockets have taken off. It's just a bear market rally. It's the only way I can quantify this right now. 56%. I'm not happy enough to see that to be, you know, mega bullish. We're going to the moon. Bitcoins took off. The markets are going to follow. You know, everything's dead confident here. The DXY, you know, we looked at that the other day when we were done the live stream when, you know, the Fed were talking. And the, the DXY, is, it's doing exactly what, bitcoin's doing but on the opposite obviously we know how the dxy and bitcoin kind of work together here so there's just no confidence for me to say that we're in the bull run we're ready to go low, low, uh, yeah i'm going to say it lower low lows are still to come i do feel lower low lows are still to come
0: yeah it's so going to be on, on, on good, go. i was going to say it's going to be interesting to to see how you know things play out like i i think this is really exciting for me you know it's nothing better than sort of making a prediction and and seeing whether you you know you're right or you're wrong we've been very very good up till this point and um you know we know that we ain't going to get everything right but um yeah. you know it's about you know basically Keeping everybody as safe as possible in the space, right? We, we don't want to lose money. And sometimes, you know, everybody looks at the market like, "Ah, oh, I could have just made ten grand if I bought Bitcoin at the bottom, which nobody ever does." Um, you know, when I sold at the top, which again, nobody really does unless you're very, very fortunate. Um, you know, I would have made ten grand, and that's not really the way to to look at it because it's like you you follow uh, you know a group up to this point that stopped you from. You know, losing money um because of FTX and FTT and Solana, Um and they seem to forget quite quickly that you know they were saved probably two times that amount uh, yeah, previously. I would kind of agree
1: with that. The only reason that a lot of people still have money to invest is because they haven't lost money.
0: Mm. You know, yeah. I know it's kind of a bleak way to look at this, but there are fact- many, there are many people that have lost money, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, my my take on that there is just, you
1: know, understand how much money you have not lost from all these incidents that have happened and the money you still hold, the capital you still hold, the crypto that you still hold. Let's not forget that. A lot of people lost actual, you know, their crypto assets, not just monetary value, their actual crypto assets, their NFTs, jobs. A lot of people lost jobs through everything that's happened. Massive thing here. So, yeah, it's a good segue we've got right now because the US unemployment rate came out today. That was completely unintended. Mm-hmm. But yeah, half past one on Friday, the third of February, United States unemployment report came out. And it dropped to three point it dropped to 3.4% for January. Quite stunned by that. But also on the other hand, I'm not because of you know the speech that um Fed Chair Powell delivered after the interest rate hike. I just My head's a bit scrambled just now with everything that's going on over there. They're telling us that there's 175,000 jobs to be cut per quarter, yet unemployment rate's dropping. It's bizarre.
0: Yeah, something's not quite right there. We're being told fibs (laughs) or, um, you know, like the employment data is is inaccurate and, uh, you know, maybe uh, manipulated in some way. Yeah, I do
1: see it as major confluence, though. You know, we've been this hand. we are literally being told we need to cut jobs every quarter. Then this hand's coming in. Well, we'll you know, jobs are going down. More folk are getting employed. Major confluence.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's confusing. Um, what have you got on Silvergate? Yeah, Silvergate. A little bit, a
1: little bit more news came out about Silvergate. Obviously, we spoke about Silvergate a few podcasts ago. Everything that's going on there, and here's another dossier to land on top of their mounting stack. And Silvergate are now under investigation by the Department of Justice for AML fraud through FTX. So AML, just to clear that up, anti, uh, alleged anti-money laundering um, fraud through FTX. Yet again, FTX in the news. Silvergate in the news. The D- Department of Justice in the news. They're, they seem to be everywhere right now. <clears throat> just absolute more stuff going on. So basically, Silvergate are being accused of failing to properly properly monitor customers' accounts for money laundering. So much, so much AML fraud is going on in this space, and it's good now that the Department of Justice are starting to press against this. So just to quickly crack this down, Silvergate Bank, the crypto lender, recently received $200 million investment from Peter Thiel's Founders Fund and is now under investigation by the United States Department of Justice for its dealings with crypto exchanges, FTX, and Alameda Research. The bank, Silvergate, you know, they're valued at nearly $1 billion, and the Department of Justice are heavily now looking into the ongoings.
0: Rather, rather interesting. And I think back in December or early January, I mentioned about this Um uh, anti-money laundering uh, situation in the traditional space uh, banks and uh, I think there was about six banks in other December uh, I'm pretty sure it was December uh, that had paid fines to regulators around the world for just this and I think this is a a situation where we see that the punishments are not you know fit for purpose because I think uh, traditional finance and I think you know To a point, cryptocurrency are going to be looking at this as, you know, it's just part and parcel of like a a business expense rather than actually this is a huge, you know, fine. How are we going to find the money to pay it? And we best stop this, you know, um, this behavior and uh, improve our policies and procedures. I just think that, you know, we need to have, you know, more severe uh, consequences for for these companies, and uh, until we see that, you're never going to get rid of that bad behaviour.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you crack this down, um, the reports, you know, they're saying that. <clears throat> excuse me again, sorry. Um, they're basically saying that Silvergate are allowing large transactions to, you know, move in and out of their bank without proper monitoring or oversight to, to you know, to everything that, that's going on, where the transactions are coming from, you know. We spoke about here before how hard it is to get money out of the bank. Silvergate are letting hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of transactions just, you know, fly away without really really being looked at. So this is the bank's, you know, it's their duty to obviously make sure that this kind of thing isn't going on. And what a surprise it's been going on. So just to quickly crack into eh? Silvergate Bank a little bit here. There are several major fund management companies that have holdings in eh? Silvergate Bank. Uh, the likes of Straight Steep, Blackrock and Vanguard so let's hope nothing major comes of it, I don't think it will, but you know there's big players that are involved with Silvergate hopefully, you know a little bit of a crack down here and we we'll see less of this
0: Yeah, hopefully. I think that would be a a real positive uh, for sure. Um, Just moving on, Binance makes uh, inroads into South Korea again with Gopax investment. So do you want to sort of cover that in a bit of detail? What is going on with Binance? I've heard Binance have been in just the the, the last few weeks looking at over 40 different uh, possible investments. This obviously is one of them.
1: Yeah, I think they're trying to do a clean sweep of, Troubled exchanges, I think that would be maybe the best way to articulate <clears throat> what they're doing there. So like the GoPax, they've surrounded issues with everything that's went on with the DCG and FTX. And I think they got to a point where they could not withdraw off of their exchange. The finance's acquisition, I think it's somewhere around $1 billion. Yeah, sorry, the acquisition comes from the Binance Industry, Recover- Industry Recovery Institute and innovative platform that they have put out. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is one of the exchanges that they have brought back to life, let's call it that. So, GoPax, they came into major trouble with DCG's issues, with FTX's issues. They were unable to withdraw off of the exchange. With Binance taking over, I think it has now been confirmed that you can withdraw from GoPax. Do not quote me on that. If you are a part, if you do use GoPax, please go and check. Do let us know if you can withdraw from there now. But yeah, I think it's, you know, another one of these really good things that CZ and Binance are doing, sorting out the troubled issues in this space.
0: Yeah, I think it's a real positive. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting how uh, ZZ and Binance navigate the the space moving forward particularly with this what appears to be an agenda um you know uh, against them to to bring them down and uh, and cause you know I guess pain towards binance and CZ uh, obviously all this uh, talk of like fraud and um stuff like that you know uh, I guess the the money laundering thing is something that's also sort of come up but um they every, you know all these media outlets always lead with binance rather than all of the you know, exchanges that were also involved in some of this uh, wrongdoing. Um, I, I kind of feel like the all of the exchanges uh, are operating in a very similar way, uh, particularly the ones that, that are left. And uh, I think there's an element of bad behavior from from many of them. Um, but yeah, we should be working towards transparency, uh, Binance included. Uh, Immutable X. Yes. Tell me about Immutable X. So they the Immutable
1: X co-founder, if I remember right, is it Robbie Ferguson is the name, Mm -hmm. co-founder. Basically, he's predicting that the Web3 game will have one million players in 2023. does not sound a lot of players, but I think that is huge for, you know, this space. Just to quickly jump into Immutable X, they are powered by zero-knowledge roll-up tech, you know, They're doing good things. I I, I quite actually like Immutable X. They've seen a good jump in the market. I think it's roughly around 30% over the last week. So, yeah, maybe a bit of a bold prediction to say at 1 million players, you know, for this Web3 game, but why not? Let's, you know, let's kind of push behind it. So, Immutable X, they they are a leading Layer 2 developer platform for Web3 games on Ethereum. They're carbon neutral offer gas-free NFT minting. You know, really good things going on with the Mutable X. I do like the project. So what do you think, Chris? One million players on a Web3 game?
0: Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be awesome if they they can achieve that, particularly in 2023. I, I think that would be a t- tall order, but uh, I'd love to see them achieve it. And uh, I think, you know, my biggest concern with uh, Metaverse and uh, play-to-earn games is really how you keep the user rather than gaining them in the first place i mean it's wonderful that you know you you have a million players and let's say you do achieve that one million players in 2023 what is the plan to keep those one million players playing and and build upon that as a you know a, a building platform so yeah look that that's what intrigues me the most you look at the likes of sandbox decentraland you know you, you actually go around to central and it seems fairly empty uh most of the time so you know for me going in uh I, I found it you know relatively boring to to be honest and uh i haven't had the will to to go back in just yet with that said they have events and they they have these things and i imagine they're very very busy um but more needs to be done and i guess that is for me like the the part that a lot of these games and uh, metaverses. I'd like to to hear direct from them how they plan to engage players more and retain them. Uh, it seems that retaining seems to be the the main uh, issue, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, you know it's all great getting people you know through a funnel, but how do you keep them afterwards?
1: Yeah, I do feel completely the same. <clears throat> the issue I have with a lot of games is they're not engaging enough you know, Sandbox was okay I didn't mind it, you know, there was a few good things in there I did quite enjoy it, myself and Demonic's who blasted quite a bit of Sandbox, just, I think they had a, the Ledger map, that was you know, there was mm-hmm. cool little parts here went onto Central Land and I absolutely hated it and I don't I don't mind saying that, I hated that game, I just, I, do, I don't see the attraction there yet, I just, Chris walked around the game, he done it on a stream and there was no one there is no engagement to play that game, and it's you know it's quite horrible to see. On the flip side, we can see the likes of Cornucopius. That's going to blow a lot of games out of the water. It looks phenomenal. The graphics, everything there, it looks to be a great game. So let's hope that you know Cornucopius do this space well. You know, really push a, a heavily engaging game, something that everybody wants to go back and play. You see, the likes of what we we're doing just now, Call of Duty, mega engaging, but likes of FIFA. Madden, Gran Turismo, whatever it is, Gears of War, even God of War, all these games that are out here, we need that kind of excitement and engagement to keep coming back to these games. There's absolutely no reason this cannot be done. So, fingers crossed, Immutable X, you know, they really push us forward. Cornucopia, so let's push this forward and, you know, get the game gaming booming.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think uh, it's, it's definitely one that I want to keep an eye on. Everybody has uh, previously in the previous run, uh, talking about metaverse and uh, how that's the next thing. Lots of buzzwords being used by many projects, but you know we still got to see some some stuff uh, improve there for for sure. Um, I guess we we move on. Uh, we've got India reveals IMF is working with the G twenty for crypto regulations. So look, I like to keep my finger on the pulse around regulations. There's you know various different um, I, I guess countries around the world that uh, are looking to ban crypto, looking to, um, I guess, uh, ad- adopt crypto and uh, you know become a hub of crypto, like in the UK, for example. And those narratives are very different depending on the part of the world in which you live. So uh, I want to keep an eye on these sorts of things. But I think this is uh, a potential positive, you know, particularly when Certain countries, um, you know, involved have been talking about making crypto assets illegal in their country. Uh, I think it's great that, you know, they're sat around a table discussing crypto regulations. Um, I think this is inevitable that we get crypto regulation. Uh, I think blockchain technology is the next iteration of the Internet payments. Uh, and pretty much everything else, everything will be tokenized. And uh, I look forward to to seeing this all you know, play out. Um, uh, 2030, I think, will be a, you know, uh, I guess the banks will always say a mature market. But I, I don't think it'll be a mature market uh, by 2030. I think it's going to take a little bit longer before it fully matures. But, you know, it's just my thoughts. What are your thoughts, uh, JB? Yep. Just to clarify this up, because obviously there's going to be
1: a lot of people listen here that don't have a clue what the g20 is so the g20 is a basically a group of 20 it's in the name of intergovernmental forums which holds the the 20 largest economies within the european union now to push on with that there will be a meeting later on this month so later on in january and you know this is obviously where this is all going to go down just to to phrase off here, there's going to be a 135-minute seminar on crypto assets on the policy response during the G20 meeting later this month. And for that, again, the IMF is preparing a finalised paper for that will form the base, you know, of the meeting. So I'd like to know that. I'd like to see us, as the investors, you know, see what comes of this meeting, what is spoken about. To see the minutes of the meeting. That's basically what I'm trying to get through here. I'd like to know what was spoken about, what the outcome was, what's the, the, the view, the plan going forward. But yeah, definitely bullish on what's going on there. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Unfortunately, I don't have a date to hand when this is going to be. This article we have here um, doesn't display the date of this meeting, but I will look to find that one out. But moving on, I think I see this as more bullish news. This is quite weird for us, Chris, quite a bullish podcast. It, it really you know, is. We're seeing the crypto world they're opening up opportunities for solic- solicitors in this space via DT- DLTs, which obviously distributed ledger technology. No point in me talking about this. This is more Chris's area, and I'll hand you over to Chris.
0: Yeah, so look, uh, I've quite regularly said that blockchain technology is sort of like the, the next uh, big thing and the next iteration of payments and, you know, everything, right? Like... Um, you know the the distributed ledger technology the dlt is something that you know can potentially uh, i i guess improve the uh what's the word i'm looking for Uh, like productivity um you know across many different sectors but this one particular article is looking at solicitors is looking at um, being able to you know take digital signatures um, look, I've always kind of sat here and we've, we, Nick and myself have talked about this an awful lot, you know, just looking at, you know, property, for example, and you, you look how long it takes to purchase a property, you know, I imagine it's the same everywhere. But in the UK, you know, the house that I'm in now took over a year to, to get, you know, from me agreeing a price with the the homeowner to, you know, complete keys in hand over a year. Um, and most of that is because, you know, it's, it's all done, you know, uh, manually uh, by individuals, you know, pulling records and, and all that sort of stuff. Well, with, uh, you know, distributed ledger technology, you could have that all on the blockchain and, you know, you could do everything digi- digitally. Um, you, know, you could even wrap it up into an NFT, for example, and, you know, it could be done in a matter of minutes. Um, you know, a purchase of a home, and I think this is where we're heading. I think you know, um, we we need to see uh, lots of solicitors and various others get get involved in in blockchain technology, but the uh, solicitor regulation authority, the SRA you know, is, is being very, very cautious. So, um, you know, we need to be mindful that these things are going to take a, a long time. But just imagine, you know, the the focus on HM land registry and, and how quick that would uh, speed things up uh, when it comes to to the purchases of property. And that's just one example. There's many others.
1: Yeah, not just that. I'll give them a small input here. But obviously, like most people, I've had dealings with solicitors for, whatever reason, I won't divulge. But let's say you were in another country and you had to have this meeting with a solicitor. Why can things like this not be done on smart contracts? There's no reason now, the time, the age, the day that we are now living in, smart contracts need to become more and more relevant. And I think, obviously, in the law side of the world, the solicitors, this would benefit them greatly. They'd be able to work so much faster. Everything would be so much cheaper because we all know solicitor's fees for whatever it is you're going through. They aren't cheap. So, yeah, I'm, I am mega big on this happening. I'm, I don't understand why this isn't in place Yeah, That's kind of one thing I want to touch on here. Why are smart, smart contracts not used more in the world? They, they benefit everybody. They're cheap. They're fast. You know, I can sit literally here at my computer desk, sign a smart contract with, let's say, Chris, for whatever reason, and it's done. It's there. We don't have to wait for letters coming through in the post for signatures to be processed to sent back to them. Then he has to give it to solicitors. Do it on a smart contract. It's done like that. Yeah, that's my, that's my take.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly that. And um, you know, people have fear of artificial intelligence and machine learning you know, taking over the world, and um, you know, uh, people losing their jobs because of artificial intelligence. People are going to lose their job just because of blockchain technology. You know, right here we're saying, well, what's the need for a solicitor? To a point, like, yeah, I think you're going to have to have them, but like, they're not going to be working full time hours, like, or they are, uh, but there's going to be far fewer of them and uh, unless they, they run their own uh, service themselves. Um, But look, I think, you know, this is, this is fantastic uh, for, for, you know, uh, many different businesses and uh, the businesses that don't get into blockchain technology now. Are going to be way behind the curve when it comes to to the actual adoption. So, should we move on to to the final one? Do you want to take this one, and then uh, we'll look to wrap things up?
1: Yeah. So, obviously, you know, we're kind of partner with the VC here at Cheeky Crypto. So, let's talk VCs. <clears throat> the crypto winter led to a ninety-one percent plunge in VCs and other investments in January. So, this has came from CoinDesk. <clears throat> Just to quickly read off here, a CoinDesk analysis shows shows crypto startups only raised $548 billion last month. Obviously, FTX will have been the biggest issue here. But if you look at this article, I think we'll try and link it in the, the description below, it's shown how much uh, this is dropping year on year from 2022 to 2023, the likes of CFI, DeFi, Infrastructure and Web3. There's no point me rhyming off the numbers here because they'll go in one ear and out the other. But when you do get to look at this graph that is displayed on the screen, it will probably shock you how much or sorry, how little amount of money you know has been raised in the space right now.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, everybody's been a little bit frightened, right, with everything that's happened with FDX, Alameda Research, Voyager, Celsius, like uh, BlockFi. The the list goes on. I could reel off a lot more, like Gemini, Genesis. Uh, and so on. So, um, yeah, look, I think sometimes these are uh, to be seen as opportunities rather than uh, times to to be concerned. Um, same when, you know, we had the the virus and everything. Nick and myself were investing heavily back then, uh, making the, the most of some of the huge opportunities that there were. Bitcoin at like three thousand dollars, I think it went down to something around those uh, those lines and picking up ADA at like between five and eight cent. You know, uh, the list goes on, like um, V-Chain, like less than half a cent. Um, so, look, I think there's just lots and lots of opportunities when it comes to, to things that are happening around the world that aren't seen as positive and perhaps seen as very, very scary.
1: Here's a figure that I will drop in you right now about this, in this article. Venture capital and other investments in privately held crypto startups amounted to 548 million last month. A huge drop. Now, this is the scary part. Five hundred forty-eight million last month—a huge drop from six billion in January two thousand twenty-two. Huge. It's yeah. again just leads back to the start of the podcast. There's no confidence in the space. Folk aren't investing. We are. You know, we've spoke about this in the Discord. You need your cheeky verse. You need your race suit. You need your diamond pass to get in amongst the VC partnered with Cryptopia, Hypercycle—the new one that's came around. I've just forgot the name as I started talking. Rudev. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are still investing. Let's not get it wrong here. We are still investing, but I think on the wider scale here, you know, there's still there's still the issue going on that people don't want to spend too much money right now.
0: Yeah, and that's understandable. Bills are going through the roof, you know, and continuing to do so. Um, you know, we're in a, a recession, regardless of what any government says. <laughs> you know, um. Is is craziness, but um, we we look to wrap up. I think my thoughts and opinions uh, closing up the the stream is to be open minded. You know, um, listen to to what people are saying. Go away. Do your your research. See whether you know narratives you know align with your your thoughts based on what you see uh, after doing your research and and all that wonderful stuff. Be safe. You know, for me, it's still preserve capital
1: yep and you know i'm going to leave you guys with the same as always if you are going to trade safe have a nice tight stop loss make great gains stay safe in the space if you have made it to the end of the video give us a hell yeah in the comments below see this how we're on austin 316 short <laughs> we'll catch you in the next one guys take care
0: yeah take care